When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to High Speed Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. My name is Ben Bolin. I hang out with Scott, and I write some videos for our website. Fantastic. I just made the first paper shuffling noise. Did you really? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to make several because um, I've got kind of a mixed up list here, but um, mm-hmm. it's worth it. Well, our, our our producer today, Matt, seems seems that he it seems that he's okay with that yeah, that paper uh, shuffling. Yeah. If we can get away with that one, he's unwavering. Well, let's shuffle some papers and make some podcast history. Sounds good. And you know what? We've got a listener suggestion today uh, for our podcast, and I think you know this is one that came in from a listener that we've we've had. A lot of back and forth with this person um, over the last year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. And um, his name is William, and William is from New Zealand. And he didn't give us his age this time, but last time he did, he said that he was 11 last time. So I'm going to say he's 11 or 12. Right. Uh, so William, um, he wanted to know if we could do a podcast about, uh, well, he said actually the cars that we drive and then our top 10 dream cars. Oh. And this one was too good to pass up because as yeah. simple as this sounds, top 10 dream cars, I think that's interesting. I mean, that's a, that's an, a quick yeah. one for us to do and, uh, yeah. and kind of get some stuff off our chest, you know, we've been thinking about. And we're people like anyone else. We love talking about our opinions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. all right, you want to kick it off or you uh, want me to? Um, well, I can do that and we can count them down, I guess. Oh, you know what? Should we mention our own cars? We, we already did. We Most people know about our cars. Okay, yeah. very well. Um, I drive a Monte Carlo. Mm-hmm. And I do my best with it. Um, I've got a couple things I need to fix on it. Yeah, it is a land yacht. It's a it's a, it's a boat. You should see me parallel parking, which I can do. Fantastic. I you, mean, uh, that's the second time I've used the word fantastic. In well, this well, the thing already. is, I know it sounds like I can't drive when I say that, but for people who have not been to downtown Atlanta, that's kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Hard enough to drive my car. I've got a little Honda Civic, mm-hmm. a hatchback. Uh, it's a Civic Si, and uh, I love it. It's got a lot of uh, a lot of necessary repairs coming up, but <laughs> it's fun stuff too. I can upgrade as I go, so I'm I'm kind of looking forward to some of the uh, some of the upgrades that might be happening this summer. And it's got a pretty good pickup too. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to drive. So yeah. it's a sporty ride, and I enjoy it. So, so those are what Anyways, we have, William. That's what we drive. That's there you go. Drive. I think most everybody probably already knew that at this sure. point. We we've we've, uh, we've mentioned these several times now. 
I've got a list here of my top 10 cars, right? And uh, Ben also has a list of his top 10. We'll go th through yes. them in true top 10 fashion where it's uh, 10 to 1. Yep. I have to tell you way ahead of time here that I struggled with this. Um, after I built my list, you know, I picked out 10 mm -hmm. that I liked a lot. And then I've been shuffling these all day. So my notes are a little bit scattered in that I've got them spread. You know, I had it stapled together and I've got them 1 through 10, but then I, I changed the order. I Two or three times. I feel you on this one, man. I went through the same <laughs> stuff. And I actually, some of mine are not as specific as they were originally. I, I want to say that my number one pick is truly my number one pick, though, in this. I, I really do think that this is the car that I want the most. Um, my number... Your number 10? You know, number two through 10. Mm-hmm. It seems like I could juggle these in any order, and it wouldn't matter to me. Right. The number one is the one that I really want. So when you get to that... Mm -hmm. um, and it may, may be something that you might not expect either. So I'll pique your interest with that and in saying that uh probably wouldn't expect this out of me. Awesome. I don't think so anyways. Awesome. Okay. We will find out. All right. So top 10 list. You ready? I'll go, I'll go first. Yeah. Will you do okay. the honors? Top 10 list. Number 11. Wait. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah, I couldn't narrow it. Okay. No, no, no. That's fine. Number 11. <laughs> Number See, 11. I told you I added an 11th at the end. That's, that's awesome. A, that's how, that's how... Okay, I'll go with number 11. Yeah, go with number 11. <laughs> we'll no, call this I, honorary mention. This is asking a lot for you, from you to narrow it down to 10. I, I know that. Yeah, I know it is. Okay, it honorary really is. mention. That's I, good. That's good. <laughs> I would say that I would like a, a late 60s to early 1970s Porsche 917. Oh, yeah. A race car. Yeah. A race car. Now, now there were um, street versions of this that were built. Um, but in 1970, I'm talking about a race car. I want a race car because... Um, in 1973, towards the end of production here uh, for the 917, they had a, they had something called the 917-30, and uh, it looks dramatically different than the than the early 917s. And I, I love that design also. But um, for the pure power of the 1973 version, you got to go with this one. It had a 5.4 liter turbocharged engine that had at mild boost had 1,100 horsepower, and then when it <laughs> when mild, it went up like that at mild, mild boost. boost, then it went up to full boost. It had 1,560 horsepower. And this is a, uh, I mean, an unbelievable race car. This is back in like the Mark Donahue days of racing Porsche. Um, the, an original version of this is somewhere around. Here's the problem with this: an original okay. version is somewhere around about two and a half million dollars. Oh, but these are dreams, man. Don't yeah. don't worry about the price. All right, all right. But uh, that's my number eleven pick on the top ten. Well, why don't you go to number ten too? <laughs> okay, just yeah, to I, make our numbers. I knew up. I was gonna screw that up. Oh, no. and you know what? That's the first one that I had changed here. So i got to find my number 10 in my list here. You want to go ahead and go? Yeah, I'll go. Um, yeah, go. This is a little bit of a weird pick. Um, I'm a huge classic car fan, mm -hmm. um, and I would, my number 10 vote is for one of the more rare and hard to find, uh, the 1948 Tucker sedan. Oh, that's a good pick. Thanks, man. Yeah, very good. Very yeah, good. Um, I, it's just uh, growing up, I heard... Um, like my my dad would talk about it, mm -hmm. and uh, so I that's part of a sort of an ongoing conversation. And I'd really like to just have one um, as if if I had that. I think that I'm not a materialistic person. I'm pretty sure I could die happy. Yeah, really. You like well, that like later that, that afternoon, I'd want to drive it <laughs> at least <laughs> yeah, once. But, of course, yeah, yeah. Of course. But yeah, that's that's, that's a that's an excellent pick. I Thanks, love the man. Tucker. Good, good pick. Not on my list. Not on your list. Not on my list. Good. It should have been. Maybe that was number. <laughs> maybe that was number twelve. Uh, I found my number ten. What is it? Number ten would be a Lotus Elise Siege version. Oh. Uh, the two hundred forty horsepower, one point eight liter, mm. 
around 2,000 pound sports car. I think this may be a daily driver type vehicle, though. I would love that as a daily driver. I know it's a little rough, a little brutal on you because um, it's it's really a track car, bare minimum type car. But that's what I love about it. That it's uh, it's just you know down to business. I like it a lot. I love the looks of it. I love the uh, the simpleness of it, and it also goes zero to sixty in about four seconds, and that helps. So, I and and that's put that in relatively, that's and I don't take this to, you know meaning that I can go out and write a check for this or anything, but relatively conceivable that you could afford one of these. Um, okay, sixty six thousand dollars. Okay, so with some planning, yeah, yeah, with planning and and yeah, some time and uh, you know. Bringing some sandwiches in. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of saving and a big car payment, I could have a, a load of siege. As your daily driver. As a daily driver, yeah. That would be cool. Are we moving moving up on this? Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to switch some of mine, um, and I'm going to say number nine, uh, Bluebird School Bus. But <laughs> not any, not any. Just listen, listen. Yeah, listen, you know, hear okay. me out. Okay. Okay. Um, when I was living in Central America, they have these things, chicken buses, and they're totally, they're heavily modified school buses, yeah. and they're really cool, and I would like one of those. Are you talking about the old silver, uh, the silver buses, or are you talking about a big yellow school bus? They're not yellow anymore, man. They're painted, but oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Bluebird is that Canadian company that makes all of those buses. Because I have seen some cool Bluebird buses. I, yeah. I, I admit, I like the old bus designs. I might, you know what, if I could go, well, we're dreaming, right? Yeah. I would go for one of the Bluebird charter buses. Oh, very nice. It's cool. Yeah, I agree. Another good pick, Ben. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, man. I'm just lucky that I didn't put the Elise down, too. I was so close. (laughs) That's okay if we could have the same on on the list. Uh, Number nine, I've got the, uh, I'm going to probably screw up the the name. Okay. And it's not the Kona Seg. Oh, okay. I thought it was. It's uh, it's not that one. It's uh, number nine is a, uh, here I go. So I'll get letters. Here we go. Pagani Zonda. I read about that. I think I, I got read it right. About that. $667,000, you know, give or take. Um, just simply because it looks like it just it's loaded with gadgets and, and angles and, and grills. And the, the exhaust is the coolest thing you've ever seen. It's in this, mm-hmm. a big circle in the back with four pipes coming out. Um, just a fantastic-looking car. And, and that's, the, uh, that's the only reason I picked this one. I know nothing about the uh, the stats on it right now. Yeah. I just think that that is a cool-looking car. And, I, you know, as far as exotics go, I'd love to have it's that It's amazing. One. Did you see the pictures inside with the uh, the driver's seat, the way it's set up? No. Oh, uh, man. It, pretty good stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, I know some of these have, you know, embroidered seats and everything. And they're just right. um, beautiful, beautiful cars. You Are you ready for my number eight? Yeah. Okay, Uh, now I'm moving them all around my head. Okay, I'm going to say it, Tesla Roadster. Very good. They got me. Very good. They got me. It's an electric car. It is an electric car, and I didn't choose it just because it's electric. Mm -hmm. Um, I chose it for, I mean, if we're dreaming, right? Sure. William asked us, our dream cars. Mm -hmm. I do like the fact that it's electric, but I also like um, the design of it. From, okay. from an aesthetic I do, too. It looks a lot like the Lotus Elise. It does. A, a lot like it. It's <laughs> Get very, out of my head. Very yes. close, yeah. It is very close. Yeah, that's a cool car. That's another good pick. And what about oh, you, man? Ben, I get... Yeah, that's good pick. Well, you know I do work on a car show, Number eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I don't know why I'm so... I shouldn't be surprised. I guess you know your stuff. All of my other ones are Honda Civics. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number eight? Yes. The 2010 Chevy Corvette ZR1. Really? Yeah, the ZR1. That's an awesome-looking car. I've seen exactly yeah. one on the road. 
You've seen it. one? I've seen one. And that's is it, it here in Atlanta? It is. It's black, black windows, black wheels, uh, low, low, wide car. Yeah. And it sounds like a pure race car. It crackles and pops and, and mm-hmm. the brakes squeal because they're, they're carbon ceramic brakes. And this car is unreal. It just, it's beautiful. I mean, it, it, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the color combination and the dark windows and the dark wheels and everything, but this looks like Darth Vader's car. <laughs> it's, it's really, really cool. And I, 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 I don't know. My mouth waters every time I see this mm-hmm. thing. I really want it. But it, the problem is they start around 110000 Um So that's a, a pricey Corvette, I guess. I mean, Corvettes are up there, but... Yeah, but um, that's... That's it's kind of you know, high. Breaking the 100000 mark. Yeah. Come on, that's pretty expensive. Uh, but you do get um, 638 horsepower and um, a 205-mile-per-hour top speed. So there you nice. go. Not that you're ever going to be able to use that, but... Well, I mean, until you get caught, you can use yeah. it all the time. Fantastic looking car. We are not condoning speeding. No. I'm sorry. No. I, I forgot. What? I got ahead of myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So next up for me, uh, I've got, let's see, that would be number seven, number right? Number seven, yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> this is a little vague, and I, I went back and forth on this. An Aston Martin um, in any of the James Bond movies. Oh. Oh, this is vague because uh, it goes all the way up to present day Aston yes. Martin, right? And I watched, dude, I watched in in preparation for this last night, I watched some clips. Did you? And I couldn't pick. So I'll be happy with any of them. You know what? I also like Aston Martin. I agree. Any, any year Aston Martin is fine with me. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether you're talking about the classic version that he, you know, way, way back, or you're talking about the current Aston Martin. I'm talking from the one, from the, uh, I'm talking from, um, from about Casino Royale. Mm Mm-hmm all the way back mm-hmm. um but you nailed it my my two my two top contenders are are the very early early ones the silver the... one that he drove in just about every other film right yeah man yeah, very nice yeah it's good very car. nice very nice my number seven pick yes a 1927 to 1931 ford model a pickup truck really yes good call yep man. i Why? have a, i have always wanted a model a pickup truck and i don't want it as in like a mint condition uh, museum car. I mm. want something that I can drive that I could actually throw uh, some pine straw in the back if I wanted to, and, and use it to work in my yard or go to the, you know the Home Depot and pick up uh, you know a, a lawnmower or whatever I need to. Oh, um, I'm sorry, I got to interrupt. Yeah, because other people don't know it because this is an audio podcast. Guys, Scott has this really weird habit of carrying pine straw around. <laughs> So that was. That was I was looking at you great. like, what? What did I say? What did I say? <laughs> no, no, I don't. Have, <laughs> usually, I just put it in a backpack or something. But um, I'd like to have a pickup truck to haul it around. And I think a Model A Ford, you know, Ford Model A pickup truck would be the way to do yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, you um, brought pictures. Too. Oh, yeah, I've got pictures with them because I wanted to be inspired as I speak. Yeah, but, that looks. And you know what? These are in color. I just couldn't get the darn printer to work. <laughs> That's still. I I am with you on that. that That's and, a great and I'm choice. talking like um, ballpark for this one. See, this is very doable here. It's a, you know it's not a daily driver of course you know, sure. just because of the you know vintage vehicle and the speeds and everything. Around ten thousand dollars or less even is something you could because of the condition that I'm talking about. You know, and it, because it there's be, so many. Well, there's an awful lot of them. Yeah, um, if you could maybe not necessarily the pickup truck, but the mm-hmm. the Model A. There's a lot of them. Um, pickup trucks are a little bit more rare, but um, again, about ten thousand dollars. Why not? You know, if you're if you're going to have a toy like that, yeah, I want it to be usable. I sure. mean, that's something that's, that's functional. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it'd be pretty cool to have something like that that you it, just used as a work truck. And it really would be a cool Sunday driver, too, man. It would. Yeah, it really so. would. All right. Number six for me. Um, 
You can laugh if you want. We've talked about this before. I probably will. I would like a Class C recreational vehicle. A classy recreational Class C, letter C. Oh, Class C. Not Classy. <laughs> yeah, I just want a Classy one. Yeah. I really, I honestly thought you said a Classy <coughs> recreational Well, you know, vehicle. there are several classes of, of RVs. Yeah. And uh, this is one that I think I could comfortably live in. Mm-hmm. And all I would do is drive around North and South America, just back and forth um, on pretty much any route that we could imagine. And... Uh, live out of it you know in this in this dream rv thing yeah um it's not my it is my daily driver but it's because it's also my house so. would you park it next to your bus next to what next to your bus your bluebird bus oh um you know i think i might have to <laughs> i think i might have to either start a caravan yeah. or a convoy or i'll have to um i might have to give up the bus man because now, the rv's higher on the list now quickly refresh my memory is a class c is that the huge yeah huge one They're that's really the one that's so, not quite a retrofitted charter bus. Oh, okay, okay. It's so like a step are, down from there. The, okay, gotcha. Where the uh, where you see the, um, where you see that one part going over the cab, mm-hmm. where they you know, might have a bed or storage or something. Oh, sure. It's like that. Okay, it's got it. The where the kids are up there with their faces poked out the front and watching. I have not planned on children in this scenario. I see. I see. Okay. What does your dad do? He drives around in RV. <laughs> That's his job. Gotcha. What, what what's going on with you, man? Number six. Yes. Again, shifted on my list because I didn't know where to put this, but um, I feel like it maybe should go higher. But what anyways, is it? Uh, a late 1960s Ford GT40. Oh, yeah. And uh, there were some street cars that were made because so they could race. Um, I'd also go for a current Ford GT, you know. But as long as it was painted in those Gulf colors, the uh, the blue and orange. Yeah, yeah. Which that will probably prompt people to say they either love this idea or hate it because. That seems to be a dividing uh, factor, I guess, in a lot of people. You know, a lot of people's minds when you know they see that orange and blue, because they say, "Would you really pick that color if it wasn't made popular by you know the racers of the day? If there wasn't, you know, the, okay, yeah, the, uh, the history that goes uh, yeah, along with I it? See. Would you really pick a light blue car with orange trim? Probably not. But yeah, it was but made. So. You know, it's got race history. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the versions that I've seen, the Golf vehicles that I've seen, look really cool. And um, of course, I love the original, mm-hmm. but uh, the Ford GT is also cool. Number six. Number six. That, Wait, was num- uh, that was number six. Yeah, and now we're on number five for You're on, me. Yeah, correct. Uh, which my number five is a 1934 convertible Packard coupe, the a V12. Packard, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. This is talking about a big car then. Mm-hmm. Huge car. Ridiculously. Yeah. Why, why the uh, fascination with Packard? Uh, You know... For a long time, historically, or not a long time, but for, for a number of years, uh, Packard was uh, synonymous with uh, high-end, uh, pretty high-quality vehicles. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about a very strange time in American history, you know, um, where we had, where we, what is it, the Gilded Age, I guess. And then at, during the Depression, um, Packard still was manufacturing these things. And... I don't know why, man. I guess they always just caught my attention. I love, I love the look of it, mm-hmm. but I also love the. Um, I don't know. It's, it's been. It goes years back. Kind of a man. big gangster looking car with the side running sideboards and you know all that. Yeah, it's, it's got cool. the sideboards. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Big interior, huge mm-hmm. like cabin interior almost. Right. Um, yeah. Bench seats. 
Mm-hmm. Like uh, <laughs> like you're sitting on a couch kind of. No place to park it. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's a, it, I agree. Packard's a cool car. Yeah. All right. My number five. Yes, sir. The Porsche Carrera GT, which is, uh, again, extremely high-end Porsche. But uh, I, I do love the way this car looks. And it has just enough. You know, I'm a 911 fan. A uh, huge 911 fan. It's got just enough 911 in it. It's like the, you know, a longer back end. I mean, everybody pretty much knows what these look like mm-hmm. by now. But it's 600 horsepower. The problem is it's around four fifty dollars to $500,000. Very expensive car, but um, I think it's, uh, I don't know, good-looking Porsche. You know what, man? I will see you number five and raise you to my number four, which is in a completely different direction. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, an ambulance. An ambulance? Really? Yes. I, okay, now are you talking about a current ambulance, the big square box type ambulance? Are you, you know talking what? about? I am talking about the big square box. Oh, ones. are you? Yeah, okay. and here's why. I know, I know they're ugly. I know, no matter what people tell you, a lot of times in terms of handling, I mean, these are service vehicles. These are not performance vehicles. Mm-hmm. But I really do love the idea of being able to help people. And, you know, I'm qualified uh, for a couple of other things. I'm not... You look at this guy laughing at I'm la- me. I'm laughing because I can imagine you driving around helping people on your own, just kind of a good Samaritan in an ambulance. I would try. Yeah, yeah I would try. Okay. All right. I mean, okay, yes, fine. You got me. Of course I would use the sirens to get through red lights. <laughs> but if someone was hurt, I would stop. I would help them, Scott. Yeah, okay. I really would. Oh, I bet you would. So that's it. That's my so most you, idealistic You know, I thought choice. you were going to take this the angle of the, uh, you know, like the Ghostbusters vehicle that was kind of the uh, um, service vehicle, you know, the ambulance, oh, the yeah. ambulance first combination thing. God, I should have done Which that. Which is kind of cool. Can I change my answer? No. All right. No, too late. But okay. uh, you know what? I like your version as well because uh, utility. Well, okay. What, what's what's up with you? What's going on? I, my number four yeah. was originally number nine. I told you I mixed these around. Oh, so wow. My number came four up. came way up. A 1929 Morgan Supersports, which is a three-wheel car. And it's the one with the exposed engine in the front. That's a really that? interesting choice, man. The V-twin engine in the front. Yeah. I love these three wheel cars. I really do. I like I like the micro cars, I like the mini cars, the bubble cars, the uh, the Morgan Super Sports car, the open cockpit three wheeler. Again, yeah. engine exposed in the front, right between the two wheels. It had the uh, tadpole configuration. Right, right. I think that car is beautiful. I, I there's nothing about it I don't like. I mean, I hear they're a handful to drive. I've never tried to drive one, but. Um, I'd really like to give it a shot. Number nine to number four. Number huh? four, yeah. I moved it up because um, sure I think it's significant enough that I would like to get something like this. Or maybe even, you know, in a lot of cases, I would even, I'd settle for a replica of this car because mm. I just think I like the style of it. It doesn't have to be the original. It would, it, I prefer it, but mm. um, a replica would do fine. All right, I'm going to do number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, number three for a long time, one of my all-time favorite cars, a 1956 Chevy Bel Air, preferably red. Very good choice. You think I, so? Uh, yeah, you know what? I wanted forever. I wanted a 57. Yeah. And, um, a, you know, high school type dream. Oh, know, that, yeah. That I yeah. wanted to have that car. And then, I don't know, somewhere along the way, I just kind of gave that one up. And I think that's when I shifted over to wanting uh, the Model A. Mm, and mm-hmm. I've just had that stuck in my head ever since. It's just the um, Bel the, the Bel Air is such a especially that, that those years specifically the fifty six you like um, I there's a fifty five fifty six fifty seven right, that, yeah. that are all kind of cool they have a little different look to the, each one right um, right fifty seven is um, a dramatic fins the fifty six is one that actually is the model that a lot of this stuff goes back through my family mm-hmm. um, this guy in my grandfather's town had one of those. Mm-hmm. 
and very small town. So we're all very aware of who has what or what happens. And I, I remember just seeing that car tool by, oh, man. Very good. Childhood memory. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Understood. And they're beautiful inside. So yeah. the interiors of the Bel Air. Oh, yeah. Like, yep. yep. Very plush. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. Uh, my number three. Numero tres. Number three. And I went for the uh, the top end here. All right. Not, probably not the one you think. Not the Bugatti. Not this the is, Bugatti. Uh, no, I went for the speed. I went for uh, the SSC Ultimate Aero TT, which is the uh, the, the fastest car the fastest you can buy. Car. Exactly, the fastest car. Um, $654,000, 257 miles per hour, um, 0 to 62.7 seconds. But the problem is there are only going to be about 25 of these produced. All that in the you know $650,000. That's a... Another stumbling block for oh, me. Oh, whatever. But Details. Anyways, the Ultimate Aero TT, I thought, you know, world's fastest car officially at this point. So Is um, number three? Not? That's number three on the list, yeah. You've got my interest now. Mm. I'm wondering about these. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Well, I'll, I'll go with this one. And I saved this choice. Um, <clears throat> and honestly, this is my dream. So you can get mad if you want. But my number two dream car is the Terrafugia. Oh, Ben. But it flies. I'd be I'm, the only one. Who- <laughs> I'm... A second away from standing up and walking out. Okay, well, <laughs> hold on a second because we're just dreaming here. I know we're dreaming. Yeah, okay. yeah. And you know, there's a there's a million, not a million, but there are dozens of reasons that I could never own one. The first one being that uh, there's not one I could buy there, okay. and there probably never will be. Okay. So rest easy. Okay. I wish there was video on us right now because um, <laughs> I know I'm shaking my head, rubbing my forehead. I, I, can't, I just can't believe your number two pick. Oh, that's okay. I know. I know you're feeling on uh, on flying cars, and you know mine. And well, they're not on your list. They're not <laughs> on your right. list. No, that's fine. That's fine. We can uh, we could fight later again. All right. Uh, number two, and this one I shifted from number one. Wow. This is one okay. that uh, I I switched my number one and number two picks uh, last minute. Um, I've always had a love for this car. It's the, I don't think there's any more dramatic car on the road, probably ever. Um, the 1989 Lamborghini Countach 25th anniversary. Oh, can I see the picture? It's the one on top there. Um, yeah. They're still know. around $110,000. I don't remember what they sold for originally, maybe 200000 something mm-hmm. like that. If you've ever seen one of these on the road, an authentic Lamborghini Countach, especially this version, the uh, the 25th anniversary, I don't think there's a more dramatic car on the road i really don't i mean it it made such a statement then and even now like i've, I've seen them at car shows mm-hmm. there's one in roswell georgia i've seen it there i don't it's somewhere near there it's it shows up to uh local events you know parking lot type events and i've followed on the road not not you know in a creepy way i mean i followed it you know just yeah. because hey i want to see where you know watch it drive a little bit mm-hmm. um and it's it's definitely an, an awesome car i mean it, it still is. is even all these years later it really set um I think it set a standard that a lot of car manufacturers tried to emulate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is 21 years later. We're talking mm-hmm. about this, and and I think this car is still beautiful. I mean, it's it's definitely in ways it's it's dated, of course. Um, but you know, and they've updated their own design. You know, they've moved on. You know, beyond mm-hmm. this, they don't even make it anymore. But um, like I said, I don't think it, any car makes more of a more of its presence known than this vehicle. All right, amigo, I'm going to ask you for a big favor. Okay. My number one, unless unless you cheated and read my stuff, my number one, I didn't I'm read it. confident, is going to blow your mind. Okay. I think you're not going to expect it. And you said the same thing. So which of us should go with our number one? <laughs> what? Who, who, who do you I've already, wait, I've already said this one? What do you mean? 
You you didn't tell me. I don't know what your number oh, one yeah, is. Oh yeah, you don't know what my number one is. Okay, I thought I thought is. maybe it was a duplicate pick. I no, I'd like to close with mine. But if you oh. if you want to close with yours. Go ahead. No, no, I'll 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 wing my number one here and then you can close with yours. Okay. All right. So All my right. number one pick, and again, this is number two, I just shifted it up. Mm. A Lotus eleven. You ever seen a Lotus eleven? Awesome car. I mean, take a look at it online for a Lotus mm, Eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is I've a beautiful car. I, I I love these cars. They, they're either a an original or a Westfield Eleven replica would be fine with me. Um, fine with that. Anything. Yeah, I mean, they're they're beautiful cars. They're uh, you know open cockpit, curved windshield, long long front end, but it's really really uh, just a, a beautiful smooth sleek car. Mm-hmm. Um, it has the uh, the headrest in the back that has kind of the. Uh, aerodynamics for the for the helmet if you're right. wearing a racing helmet because right. it's it's really a race car there are street versions of this of course you can buy um like i mentioned the the westfield 11 replica um i think an original right now is about a hundred thousand dollars because they all have race history to them oh that's um, right yeah and about thirty thousand dollars is best guess on a replica right now because all the numbers really? are in, in pounds and i did the conversion mm-hmm. today and i think it's about thirty thousand dollars u.s dollars um, so, eh, sort of reasonable, sort of not. You know, it's it's an expensive toy. Um, yeah. Again, not a daily driver because you can't drive it in the rain, snow, looks like over a speed bump, <laughs> mm-hmm. anything like that. But um, it's a great looking car. So Lotus Eleven, that's my number one pick. That's an awesome pick, man. Yeah, it's unusual. I didn't think anybody would expect that. I, I think I everybody did not thought we'd go it. for. Like you know, the Bugatti or yeah, something exactly. like that. No, I knew you were going to surprise me, but uh, that's absolutely I have, not what I, I thought. I have extremely eclectic car interests. I mean, I, yeah. love, I love everything. So um, I don't know. I thought Lotus 11 was a perfect pick for me. I've, I've long time lusted after those cars. And you're not looking back? No. I'm going to close out on something I think will be a little unexpected. Scott, Okay. my number one dream car, I'm very fortunate to say, is actually – the 2006 Monte Carlo that I have right now. Oh, come on. No, no I'm way. serious. What, yeah. That's your dream car? No, hear me out because I've spent a lot, you know, I've worked on it myself. I've spent a lot of time on it. Yeah. And look, at I didn't cheat. I, and, uh, no, you didn't, cheat. You didn't it, cheat. And it really is. It means it means a lot to me um, because I, you know, I talk about it all the time. Yeah. Like it's my dog or my, you do. Or my kid you do. or I know. I know you love that car. Yeah. And so... Uh, what can I say, man? Been well, been with me through a lot of stuff. It's put it's, you know, there's a lot of pollen here. I need to wash it. It's in a sorry <laughs> state. It's got a cracked windshield. Whatever. It's but my that's, car. That's your number one pick. Mm-hmm. It All is, right. I like it better than the flying car. I like it better than the RV. Really? Anything else? Very yep. good. All right. Well, I, that makes sense then. And makes I, sense then. I think that's love something. the one you're with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should we should fade out on that for William. Yeah. Well, William, we uh, I hope that we took a that we satisfied your your question there with our dream cars, which we had a lot of a lot of different reasons for, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. Um, a lot of people talk about these kind of cars, and you know, like to, you know, someday I want to own this, someday sure. I want to own that, and it, it's nice to just kind of just have, I guess, a car fantasy and decide mm-hmm. what you want. Um, you know, even if it's unattainable at this point, it's nice to talk about it and just kind of look into it and look at the photographs and dream a little bit. It's fun. Well, Scott. Why don't we ask, uh, you know, ask our listeners, you guys, if you think we're crazy, that's fine. Because we're, you know, we're talking about our <laughs> dream cars. But if you have one that you think is just super awesome, and how could how could we not dream about that oh, yeah. car? And, and we'll we'll get those notes, I'm sure, just like we did with the, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the movie cars, oh, the television sure. cars. Yeah. How could you not talk about this one? I can't believe you forgot that one. Right. Um, 
send them in. I don't know if we'll be able to respond to every single one of your your responses, but I mean, I love looking at the cars that people mm-hmm. if the people are interested in. And uh, we we love to hear from you. Exactly. No matter what that is, just send it in. If you've got an idea or a photograph or something that you want to send in to us, that's fine. We'd like to see them. Because uh, we're always interested in kind of what you're what you're thinking out there. And as always, guys, before we let you go, our email address is highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. And be sure to check out the High Speed Stuff blog on the howstuffworks.com homepage. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts.